Lord, thank you that we can come to you in worship of song. You are glorious and mighty. You are awesome and you worthy, are worthy of praise. Father, thank you. Father, that you would send your son from heaven to earth to pay the penalty of sinners like us. Father, I pray the time that we spend remembering your son's life and death, Lord, we would bring you glory with our words, with our thoughts. Father, thank you for your son, and we pray all these things in his name. Amen. And with your Bibles in your hand, please open them to Romans chapter 8. Each week when we come together and celebrate the Lord's Supper, we are participating in the remembrance of what Jesus did. His his being God coming from heaven to earth, living a perfect life, dying a death on the cross to pay the penalty of our, our sins. He was buried and he conquered death by raising from the dead. In just a a couple of minutes, you're going to receive a a cup and a cracker. And that cup is a remembrance of the body that Jesus gave up, his body that he gave up for the payment of sins. And that blood is a remembrance of the cross, the, the blood shed in his death on the cross. And we take these elements as a reminder of what Jesus has accomplished. In preparation for taking the elements today, I want to bring to you some truths from Romans chapter 8, verses 31, 32, 33, and 34. I am going to imagine, I'm going to guess that as you prepare your heart for communion, there's a few things you may be thinking. Some of you may be praising God for what he has accomplished, for what his son accomplished on the cross. Some of you may be thinking about a particular battle that you fight in a particular sin in your life. Some of you may be thinking about the difficulty and the sinfulness of just getting out of the house to be at church today. But what I hope today, as we look at Romans 8, you will be encouraged by these words. Verse 31 says, what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? The if in verse 31, this if God is for us, is is a conditional statement. This statement isn't for everybody. This is a statement for believers. This is a statement for those that have put their trust in Jesus Christ. And and what this is saying, believer, is God is for you. God is for you. I want to identify four ways from these verses that God is for you, believer. Verse 32 says... He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, 
How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? The first way that God is for you in this, this passage is that God the Father in heaven gave up his son to pay the penalty of our sinfulness. God is for you, believer. And also in verse 32, you see the second way that God is for you. He graciously, he freely gives us all things. God graciously gives forgiveness of sins. God graciously gives you everything you need for a life of godliness, for the work that he has begun in you. When you consider verse 32, Christian, you could say, God has given abundantly. Verse 33, who will bring a charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. This brings us to the third way that we know that God is is for us. God has chosen you, and we know from Scripture that God chose before the foundations of the world. Scripture is clear that this choosing happened before he created the earth. Believer, God has been for you for a long time. Verse 34 Who is the one that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. The fourth way that we can know that God is for the believer is the fact that Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God interceding for you. Believer, Jesus Christ continues to intercede for us. As you prepare your heart and mind to receive the elements for the Lord's Supper, will you remind yourself of the gospel realities that because of what Jesus has accomplished, God is for you, believer? If you are here today and you consider yourself not to be a Christian, not a believer in Jesus Christ, I would want you to know Scripture does not promise you that God is for you. Quite the opposite. God is opposed to those that reject him. If this is you, I am glad you're here today. I'm glad you're hearing the reality that God is opposed to those that reject him. But I would not want you to leave here today without asking me how you can know that God is for you. Believers, please think about the gospel realities of what our Savior has accomplished, man. Please bring the elements. We will uh, take communion on our own whenever your heart and your mind is ready.